0: This is the Fantasy Ladder Podcast, episode 23. I'm your host, Steve, at Fantasy Ladder. This podcast is brought to you by the IDP Guys Network from idpguys.org. So welcome back once again, my fantasy football friends and family. Let's climb the ladder of fantasy football together. So today we're going to be continuing our fan base series, this time covering the Washington Commanders. Still getting used to saying that, but it is the Commanders. Uh, We are doing this and bringing in some of my favorite people from the fantasy football community to talk about their favorite teams, just to add a little bit more depth and a little bit more heart to the discussion because I may not be as invested or as much in the know as my guests are. So I'm very happy to bring a very good and funny guest on to the show today. Uh, We have with us today... Kyron from Fantasy Gazette he is a he's a content creator from the great Fantasy Gazette (laughs) how you doing and how long have you been a Commanders fan?
1: I'm doing good I'm doing so good Um, I have been a Redskins football team Commander fan (laughs) since I was eight years old I think Um, I was trying to think about that today and I think I would have been eight yeah 2000 and I look older than I am 2003 that would have been the Bucks versus the Raiders in the Super Bowl. Oh, yeah. Was the sure. first year that I ever watched any football. And I was obsessed with Warren Sapp after the following year. So I started watching football. And uh, my uncle was a, a Washington fan and, of course, just like roped me in because he had no kids. So
0: there you go. OK, I
1: became the became the little nephew that would watch with him. So who, yeah. who was the quarterback of the team at that time? Uh, Mark Brunel.
0: Mark Brunel, okay, okay. Yeah, I remember um I, I saw a a Facebook memory of mine saying that um Rex Grossman makes me laugh. I think I it was like at this time uh... <laughs> like nine years ago, he had this prediction that 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 the that, that the skins at the time were, were gonna win like the yep. NFC East. And I'm just like this was like me at my peak, like scumbag fandom. Time, Mark, you know, no, like,
1: like I, I'm kind say, of put it down. what's really sad is in my uh, what is this now to basically 20 years of fandom. I think Mark Brunel has been our most consistently good quarterback we've had.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, as we'll get into um, in a little while, uh, we, we, we will touch on on that a little bit and leading up to like the new quarterback and everything else. But um, yeah, it has just been kind of an unfortunate, you know, uh, series of events there with with R, I I mean I'm just thinking of this now like with RG3 and then RG3 at least That was having,
1: amazing for a year man it felt so No, oh, it was
0: it was literally electric you know it just it just was it was phenomenal uh as an Eagles fan I literally was not having a good time watching him just blow up, you know, in the games and stuff. And then unfortunately with with the injuries and stuff, couldn't, couldn't quite stay on the field. And then, and then cousins comes in, he's pretty solid. And then after cousins has left, it's just been kind of a a mess at the position, which, which we will uh, get to, but yeah, uh, very excited to have you on. You are the second, repeat guest so so it's a very special honor at this I, point yeah. uh obviously had you and, and josiah on yeah, uh yeah. just by yourselves i i Josiah on a little while ago and now you are of the official and we both
1: have really guest. sad teams so you know
0: <laughs> that's <laughs> right but by, you guys may, may made it a, a fun discussion uh, either way uh and speaking of which just wanted to give a couple uh shout outs here to fantasy gazette just Really hilarious content. Uh, You guys have been on fire lately. Uh, The one that that, that really uh, sticks out to me is just kind of capitalizing on all that Zach Wilson uh, stuff. Uh, Just the way you're able to have a fake player quote in a relevant um, story, but also play into like some of the training camp news is just phenomenal to me. My I was so going to say my favorite, favorite thing,
1: I think I think the quotes that we've been we've done a couple times are probably my favorite format simply because it's the one that gets people the most because <laughs> I mean our articles are are sometimes outlandish the the memes are, you know, kind of ridiculous sometimes but the quotes people just automatically assume a quote is real. <laughs> And one that's of my right. favorite things on there is someone will be like source, and we're like, us, uh, like
0: <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> They're the number one trusted source for for fantasy exactly. football, you know. So, but yeah, just just kind of working on the Zach Wilson struggling in camp and Joe Flacco getting first team reps, and then the Zach Wilson extracurricular, you know, stuff off the field. The rumors from like the ex girlfriend and all this. Uh, it, it was just what, what, what was a perfectly written. Uh, a fake player quote. it was uh Joe Flacco be, be, he better watch his back because his wife is a crisp 37 yeah. year old <laughs> Just amazing <laughs> just just fantastic uh, I can't I can't recommend people check out your your stuff enough but uh, but anyway, I uh, just wanted to throw that out there. Uh so yeah, so basically what, what we're going to go through in this show is uh summarize the 2021 season for the Commanders, work our way up through their off-season touch on their free agency and NFL draft selections, then take a look ahead for the uh 2022 season, uh looking at their schedule and then breaking down who we like or don't like on the Commanders from a fantasy perspective. So, for a summary from the commanders uh basically they finished with this was the football team this was the football team in in 2021 mm-hmm. they finished with, with a 7 and 10 record uh that was good enough for third in the NFC East they did miss the playoffs only for the second straight year uh but now they have a starting a new starting quarterback and a new team name as they are officially the commanders uh so what is your level of anticipation like for this season
1: um I, I think this year, um, I, I, th- I think my anticipation is I'm really excited to see, first off, what, uh, and we'll talk about Wentz a little bit coming up, but what Wentz can do with the weapons we've given him now. I don't expect us to be a deep run playoff team. I, I mean, like, I'd be ecstatic to even slip on, on the wild card. Um, but I, this year, I, I, think we're given, I think we're given in a two-year window to say, okay, okay. we've got a lot of young guys right now. Um, <clears throat> we've added, I mean, this year, you know, we're going to talk about rookies too, but added quite a few guys in like, uh, skill guys. So we're talking Dotson, um, Robinson thrown in there. Uh, we put, you know, Mathis on the line. Um, i really, I think these guys, you know, definitely can, can build up and grow. Um, our defense, you know, we talked about early last year was really ugly. It was a, it was a brand new unit. Hadn't really played a lot together um first six games i think we were ranked like 31st um and the last six games we came in in like fourth uh and and they looked really really good they started playing together our problem was we were giving up so many turnovers on offense and stuff And so our our defense played 50 minutes of a freaking game um but they're starting to look good so um, yeah i mean i'm for this year like i said i mean a wild card spot would be super exciting you know our division is always a, a mess as to who who pulls in where um but I, I think for me, I'm like, all right, let's see what a, a veteran quarterback in Wentz can do with uh, our weapons this year and, and see what happens next year. Pull it all together.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, the, the one thing that always makes me nervous just as an Eagles fan going up against Washington is like that defensive line. You know, uh, it, it's you mean really, Alabama
1: Crimson Tide.
0: That's right. Yeah. <laughs> plus, plus chase young, you know, and then we do yeah. we, we wish him a speedy recovery. But um, yeah, so just, Being able to dominate at that point, you know, attacking an offensive line and rushing the quarterback—that's just a great place to 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 start. Now, obviously, like you said, you have a pretty solid, like a a front seven, yeah. Um, And now a quarterback who, if can be improved, I think absolutely can put them in a position to win. And again, with the uh, carousel that 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 the NFC East is, it is a very interesting situation to watch. But I do think you're probably are correct in, in having a more grounded expectation level of maybe a couple of years down the line. Right. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so I, I think it's very interesting. Uh, now, this would be uh, Ron Rivera's third season with the team. OK. Um, after two straight seasons of, 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 of exactly seven wins, uh, do you think it's a fair question to ask if uh, Ron Rivera's on the hot seat? Or do you think it's just in the best team's interest to keep him on because of other like circumstances that have fallen on, on the team?
1: Yeah, um, I think it's a fair question to kind of think about what his future looks like there. But I, I, I still think he's our guy, and I, I don't hear any whispers of that not being the way it is now. Um, I mean, I imagine two years, you know, we, we throw another year and a half, two years down here and nothing changes, that's going to be a problem. But he kind of got thrown into that mess of picking up after RG3. You um, said, we, we lost RG3, Cousins rolled for a minute, and then we've just had a, a mess of Alex Smith. Um, Heineke. Oh <laughs> yeah, Heineke, which Heineke was exciting, but no one, I mean, Heineke was never going to be the answer. Fitzpatrick um he's kind of had to just piece together things and I think he's done really well with the things that he could piece together so our quarterback situation is a mess and it has been um but like you said with the the line our our front seven is is wild like it's really fun to watch um and when those guys are clicking and when our when our safeties are playing really well, that just leaves them up to to do really well. And so I, I've really enjoyed seeing what he's done with the defense. Even grabbing guys that you didn't think were going to be much. I mean, Cameron Curls played super well. It does suck that we lost Collins. Um, who do we have? Uh, Bobby uh, McCain that slides in behind him, I think, now that he's he's gone. But, um, yeah, I, I'm really excited for what he's done for the defense. I haven't heard any whispers of, you know, anything in camp there, anything with – Snyder being unhappier with him I think I think we got to give him a little bit more chance um, on the offense so yeah I mean I think it's a fair question but I don't think with the quarterback situation I don't know if he could have done too much better so I think he's gotta I think he's gotta put could have put his money where his mouth is this year and then again if we have a nice season can build up a little bit I think next season is going to be the one where they're going to say okay we need to start seeing some some uh success
0: yeah it's a tricky thing because the nfl is so results oriented right and i think a lot where 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 a lot of teams really just dig themselves deeper into holes is that they don't have like uh a lot of stability in one way or another usually at the head coach Mm -hmm. so you look and you think like well is their head coach really worth keeping around in this case i would think ron rivera is worth keeping around just with his track record as a court as like a Coordinator and then as a head coach yeah. of the uh, of the of the Carolina Panthers had pretty good success there in a very competitive division mm-hmm. back when, when it was like the Sean Payton Saints era you know and everything else yep. uh, four playoff appearances in his time in Carolina led by Cam Newton who just was a little erratic at times but was a yeah. you know uh, he was an NFL um, MVP caliber player as well again a lot of good defensive. Uh, pieces there and then cam newton basically so i think Ryan if anyone can kind of keep the ship steady it would be him right like if you don't have him like who else would you really want to bring in it's just a question you know because a lot of teams are at this point taking chances on like offensive coordinators or defensive coordinators just trying to get like a new wave kind of uh see what sticks type of feel, yeah. you know, like the Eagles hiring Sirianni, um, the Chargers hiring Brandon Staley, uh, O'Connell going to the yeah. uh, Vikings. So it's just interesting, you know, just um, Ron Rivera seems like one of the old timers that that are still there, still solid, you know, but it just, these teams that just have this like head coach carousel, they just seem to just always like, not be able to bring themselves yes. up. From, so many from people, people look at
1: I mean, like, obviously quarterback is important. I mean, looking at us, but like, and pieces of your team, your your players, of course, but like, that's so underlooked. I think it's so many teams is this head coach turnover, because even if you have these star players they are getting thrown around in different formations every year uh, and different playbooks and all this kind of stuff. And it's, I'm sure it's hard to settle into something. You're just kind of grasping at straws year after year when you have a new guy coming in
0: right now it's one of these things where like if, if, if rivera is successful in terms of wins and losses that, that that's that's what you want that, that that's what like the teams are basically looking for any chance to get a a, a playoff appearance or like a home playoff game i mean that that, that that's a lot of money it's yeah. just unfortunate so it drives everything but then again like if if he is semi-successful but like doesn't have like the locker room right like that that's still just might not be enough but yeah. I still think he's still a a stable of enough presence like you get these situations like Brian Flores where they they technically on paper have like winning records but maybe it's just like a culture thing that the organization doesn't want to have they just want to kind of juice it up a little bit bring in like a McDaniel you know what I mean it's right. interesting to me but um yeah I think I, I don't think he should be thought of on the hot seat. I don't think anyone's saying that. I'm not, I'm not trying to make like a, yeah, yeah, a straw man or anything, but it is just one of these things where, you know, consecutive losing seasons is not what teams usually want to put up with. Yeah. But, but either way, no, I think. Um,
1: I, good, side note. I think the one thing that we're going to struggle with, I, I, why is Dan Snyder still calling any shots ever? Um, that is the one thing with our, our organization that I, I feel like either a miracle has to happen or that has to change before we're going to make a long push at having winning seasons regularly. Um, put all of his like drama and, you know, extracurricular activities aside. I still think Snyder has his hand in way too much in our organization. He's an owner that doesn't understand, doesn't know football, isn't in the same way I know football. I mean, I can sit here and talk all I want, but I've never coached a team, and I'm definitely not at that level. Um, And he keeps meddling. I think that's our issue.
0: Yeah, uh, it's kind of an interesting dynamic in in Dallas, too. Like, Jerry Jones wears all these hats. Yeah. maybe he shouldn't, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like if he wants to be like instrumental in like the business side and just owning the team, but not be the GM, like whatever. But I mean, it, it's his deal. It, it's all, it's all on him, you know? So I just think like, I don't like care it, about the Cowboys. Oh, I don't either. <laughs> I, I'm like, Hey, whatever kind of chaos can that organization I'm great with, but, but to your point about Dan Snyder, you, you think he should sell the team then, you know, I,
1: uh, yeah there was like whispers for a while of like jeff bezos taking over the buying the team and i was like bro like i could like have i don't know he can ship me my games and my like fantasy gear and whatnot right? like
0: yeah seriously Like that, that would be an interesting one i would have like drones like i don't know for like referees <laughs> i don't know like what do you do but yeah that, that, that would be an interesting one uh for sure well, yeah, but- i do
1: i i mean like I think the majority of Commanders fans now are sitting at like, all right, Snyder needs to go, but yeah, he's got probably more than me. So
0: that's right. Yeah, I think I think probably a lot of the fan base has felt that way for quite a while. But yeah. But either way, he, he unfortunately is remaining. Uh, So we are going to be talking about uh, the free agency moves now, see who has left the team, see who was who brought on the team. Yeah. Uh, some of the key losses, uh, at least at this point, uh, are looking like uh, Brandon Scherf, uh, offensive lineman, obviously, uh, a safety, Landon Collins, who the team has not retained as of yet. I believe he is still a free agent, but it doesn't look good <laughs> as far as his possibility of coming back. Yeah. Um, defensive end matthew ianitas tight end ricky seals jones who really just has kind of filled in for an injured uh logan thomas there so it's not a devastating loss but from like the fantasy perspective he was like a like a, a, a tight end streamer you know a couple weeks yeah. there uh then wide receiver uh, deandre carter i'm mainly bringing him up because i think he is pretty useful in like special teams and stuff so he's like obviously like like a second, third tier wide receiver option for the commanders, but definitely had some like, little flashes of of big sure. plays or, or in, on special. I think team. he had
1: like 20 PPR points one week. I think he won me a week. Like
0: <laughs> Perfect. Oh, there Deion you go. Carter. <laughs> there you go. Now the, 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 the additions, obviously the, the really big one is, is bringing in quarterback Carson Wentz. Uh, we'll touch on him in a second. Uh, plus offensive lineman, Andrew Norwell and try Turner. Uh, I guess trying to fill the void left by uh, Brandon Scherf. And then J.D. McKissick was retained after all that debacle. Maybe he was going yeah. to Buffalo, and then he said, nah, and he came back to to Washington. So just another uh, zero RB hero there. Um, so thoughts on those free agency moves. Uh, were there any other positions or specific players you were hoping the team would have signed? Or do you just kind of see the the writing on the wall for, for where the team is at and think <clears throat> probably not the best idea to make too much of a splash beyond upgrading once
1: i was kind of um i was kind of glad we didn't go out and and sign a big star for a whole ton of money for a a window we're not going to make um so it sucks i think like i mean a couple of the guys are, are big like landon collins um sucks losing him sheriff was probably one of my favorite players um Dude, coming out of college, honestly, it was kind of funny. He looks exactly like my cousin, so my cousin gets stopped all the time because he lives in the Washington <laughs> area, and people thought, Like, literally, he was brand chair. But um, one of my favorite players, just a, an absolute mauler there in the trenches, um, Ionitis was with us for a while and definitely one of those super silent guys there on the end. Um, but I, I wasn't – I mean, Ionitis is awesome, but – I'm not missing him much because mm. I mean we've got like Payne, Jonathan Allen, Sweat, Chase Young, Darian Mathis. I mean, like and and Jamin, Jamin Davis lines up in the edge sometimes too. So like we uh we're full up there. I'm I'm good with that. Um yeah. but yeah, Colin sucked, uh Sheriff. I had a couple other things written down here. Let me see what I put down. Oh, um, yeah, you you, you mentioned McKissick. I'm really glad we got McKissick back. Um, you know he it, it, like the tandem of watching him and gibson this last year was actually a lot of fun and i don't know where a lot of the uh there's been a lot of like weird gibson hate recently coming out since uh brian robinson was was drafted and that was kind of out of left field for me too and in, in speaking of in the in the um rookie draft but uh mckissick is just is fun to watch he's lightning quick and Uh, him and Gibson out there on the field because Gibson can catch and run too. It actually was, it was a lot of fun to kind of um, see them work together and defenses not really know which way was going where. Um, So I'm glad we got him back. Um, uh, Cam Sims, we did uh, re-sign as well. And that was another one of those guys you mentioned, uh, Deandre Carter. Cam Sims was one of those that kind of did some of that too. Um, So I'm glad that we, we pulled him back. He's, he's quite a bit younger. Um, I don't remember. I think DeAndre Carter might be like 27, 28, and I know that's not. And, you know, that's at my age. So I'm feeling pretty old. So I guess he's old. Um, Right. But uh, grabbing Cam Sims back. um, He does a lot of the same stuff, is able to work on special teams, um, made some really good plays for us. And then it had some nice streaming weeks uh, for fantasy as well as like our kind of wide receiver three thrown in there. Um, So glad we got him. Um, Yeah. I think that's about it. Sweet.
0: Yeah, so I'm very curious about your thoughts on the Carson Wentz trade and acquisition. Um, what are your expectations from him? And do you think it'll be enough of a factor to elevate the team back to the playoffs? I know you're kind of thinking like a couple years from now, um, focusing on, on that defensive line. And again, we have Chase Young out probably probably, probably most of the season. I'm not 100% sure on that. Yeah. Uh, but as we touched on before, the, the the quarterback position has been a bit of a mess since basically Kirk Cousins uh left for um Minnesota. You had that Alex Smith like brutal injury, then just this carousel of of quarterbacks and just has not been pretty for, for, for lack of a better yeah. uh, term. But um basically to acquire Carson Wentz, uh the commanders <laughs> I'm like I'm yeah, I'm about to say football team <laughs> than commanders. The commanders <laughs> swapped seconds with the Colts and they gave up a third and then potentially a conditional third uh in 2023 so do you think that that is worth the like do 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 you think that was worth it to to bring in a guy like Wentz at this stage of his career
1: yeah I do I um uh, I definitely do I think uh... Like kind of like what I've been saying before, I I really am excited for um, being able to see what our offense actually can do. Some of our younger guys. And I mean, Heineke's kind of, you know, could pull some crazy things out of a hat, but he's really not going to show what our rookies can do or what some of our younger guys can do or our whole offense as a whole. Um, So I'm excited that we did that. I think it was a a, a decent price for it. Um, Wentz actually, you mentioned Cousins. Uh, and I kind of wrote down here from the show sheet, I mean, Wentz to me actually kind of reminds me of Cousins in that way. And that he's like this, to me, he's still pretty underrated. Um, no, he's not Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers, but like, he's not Andy Dalton either. I feel like, uh, I feel like Carson Wentz is a, is a really solid quarterback. Um, you know, Cousins has choked sometimes towards the end. And I, I, you know, Wentz has got some couple unfortunate games under his belt too, but I mean, you guys got to the Super Bowl. You won a Bowl. Carson Wentz has played well. I'm excited to get him at that price. And I think he's a, a cool veteran presence. That's going to come in there. And, uh, at least we, at the very, at the very worst, we don't have a crap shoot at quarterback anymore. We have a solid quarterback that knows how to play, um, is going to take coaching well. And I, I believe, you know, we'll be able to just see what we can do here soon.
0: Definitely. No. Um, my my perspective on, on Carson Wentz as an Eagles fan is I just have always wished him well ever since yeah. leaving the team. Um, because there have been these moments of greatness that like you really cannot deny. Just a lot of for, for every kind of bozo kind of a throw you see him do, there's two or three just fantastic plays where he's escaping the pocket on the run, throwing a dart. I mean, it's just it's just incredible to see some of that. But I guess my perspective on him just kind of has been slowly chipping away a bit uh from, from his play on the field because he has had these like kind of random injuries yeah. uh towards ACL in the season that that the Eagles won the Super Bowl. Then he comes back with like kind of a chip on his shoulder because he wasn't able to take yep. the team where he wanted to take them. Then they go back to the playoffs. He gets yeah, he put, some other, he put, him
1: there? he put him there.
0: Oh, absolutely. And then <laughs> then then the Eagles made the playoffs the following year. He was not healthy for that playoff run again. Then they had um, Nick Foles again, and then they got out in the second round and they made the playoffs again. They lost to the Seahawks because he got a concussion in the first half of the game. It was like one of these like late dirty. Maybe he's getting them all
1: out of the way where he's good.
0: So it's just, it's just an unfortunate like series of events with him, but there are times where he has played good to to solid and then there are just these moments that that aren't so hot and maybe just me as a jaded you know sports fan that that's just what i focus on because like last year for example the the colts were in position to make the postseason and they had the game against the jaguars it was in their hands and, 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 and they blew it, you know? Yep. So it was like, is that completely on Carson Wentz? I don't know, but it just seems like in a must win game and you can't do it against the Jags, like like the lowly Jags. It's like, it's, it's, it just leaves a bad taste. Um, But I think generally speaking, I think you should be very optimistic to have someone like Carson Wentz leading the way deaf easily, the best yeah. quarterback that has been on the team, you know, since, uh, Kirk. Well, I mean, you can make an argument that like Alex Smith was like solid. I enough like Alex Smith, injury. but yeah, he's yeah. A, he's
1: a game manager guy. He didn't make a lot of mistakes, but he's he's not going to win your games that your defense didn't. So
0: that's right. Yeah, yeah. and it, and it is just such a fascinating thing about being back in the NFC East. Um, we were talking uh, pre-show about like the last time this happened. It was it was like Donovan McNabb. He left the Eagles and he he Donovan went McNabb to watch.
1: He was like fifty-five when he played for us, though.
0: <laughs> that's right. Yeah, definitely, <laughs> definitely in the twilight of his career, but still, you know, I guess at that time they 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 could have used him. You know, um, yeah. I'm just drawing a blank. Like my my sense of time is just like off ever since becoming a parent. But but either way, that's not important. <laughs> uh, but what is important is that they actually have um, a very underrated starting caliber uh, quarterback um, leading the way now. Yeah. So again, you have that with the good solid head coach and ron rivera i think i think it is a good recipe for success um especially with, with the ups and downs of, of like the nfc east um um as it is i don't know i i i, I think again you're correct in and having more of a grounded approach to it you know yeah. but I, I would be i think there's definitely reason to be optimistic there um and then speaking of optimistic uh you were talking up uh, some of the rookies that they, that, they, that they brought in. So I'll just kind of review uh, some of those. So, like obviously free agency is one way to build a team. And then the other way to build a team is obviously through the draft. Um, so in the first round at uh, pick 16, uh, this was actually was a trade back with the saints. Uh, they selected Jahan Dotson. So that made me very happy as a Penn state fan mm-hmm. and alumni uh, that out to me, what was a pleasant surprise. I had him, like figured to go like actually in the very first episode of this show, I did an NFL mock draft. I had him going to the chiefs at pick 30. And even then I was thinking, you know, I really like this guy, but like, does the NFL like this guy? Like he was kind of like a borderline to me, at least first round talent, easily, um, round two type of a guy. And then, you know, he goes at 16. I thought that was tremendous. I was really happy to see that that the NFL liked him probably a little bit better than I was thinking they would. So then round two, uh, defensive tackle out of Alabama, uh, Federian, that's an awesome name, Mathis.
1: Uh, so just another- We have BV. to get our, our yearly Crimson Tide player, of course.
0: There you so. go, there you go. And then they doubled up in the third round and took running back Brian Robinson, which was also, as you alluded to, Kind of a surprise pick there, but I guess you'll take it. Uh, I guess we we can touch on him in a second. Uh, Round four, safety, Percy Butler. Round five at pick 144, quarterback Sam Howell. Uh, I will definitely be touching on that in just a moment. I was uh perplexed and amazed at that pick. Uh really what was very happy for for Washington to be able to land him. But again, we'll we'll, we'll touch on him in a bit. Then again in around 5 uh five picks later, they take tight uh tight end uh Cole Turner out of Nevada. Round 7, they take a guard, Chris Paul, not that Chris Paul, the the football <laughs> Chris Paul now. Uh then pick 240, cornerback Christian Holmes. Uh so I want to hear your thoughts on this draft class overall. Did you have a favorite or a least favorite pick? Um, And were there any players you were sort of hoping that they they would have gone with at the spots that they had? Or are you happy with who they got?
1: Yeah, um, there were some ups and downs in the draft for me. I I will say, so Dotson is like a a weird, I, I love Dotson. Uh, Dotson was actually one of my favorite wide receivers in the draft. I was really high on him. I think he has the best hands in the whole class. Absolutely. Um, one of my uh, one of my best friends. Um, so actually works for the Dynasty Rewind, if you follow some of their stuff there. Um, he was huge on Dotson pre-draft, and so I had him in a whole bunch of rookie leagues or in uh, Dynasty leagues already. Um, so I was super excited to see him come to us. Um, really, really exciting. The problem with that, which I was a little – you guys got a freaking deal on AJ Brown and it was almost the exact same trade. And while I love Dotson, I was sitting there thinking how much value could we have gotten? Uh, Dotson's got to live up to a pretty high name in AJ Brown for that trade to actually have kept the value with the trap or the, uh, the trade that you guys got. So that was an absolute steal of a trade. I thought for you guys to get uh, AJ Brown there, which is super exciting. Um, but yeah, so it was like a flip side uh, Like a, a double up thing I was like, oh man, so I love Dotson But I didn't think the value was super good For our trade back But either way, Dotson's super exciting um, I love that we actually were able to keep McLaurin um, I did not expect him back at all And so I was super, super high on dots and I figured he'd be our, our wide receiver one out there and who knows he could be an absolute beast and and surpass McLaren there. But either way, I think we've got a one, two punch at wide receiver. That's awesome. So I'm super excited about that. Um, Fiderian Mathis. um, I, he was one of the few, I don't go super deep myself on uh, guards or, or um, defensive line guys uh, generally in the draft. I kind of I pick apart the uh, wide receivers and running backs and quarterbacks and, and go from there. But, so I didn't do a whole bunch of pre-draft stuff for him. So I, I all I knew is he was solid second rounder at, uh, uh, you know, coming out of Alabama and I'm like, all right, cool. Let's into him quite a bit. His name is amazing and oh, I'm yeah. happy with it because that's another, uh, another hole we needed to fill there. Um, Brian Robinson was probably probably my least favorite pick of our draft. Um, I'd say he's a a solid guy. I mean, I think he can be a solid second uh, running back on the team. Um, Definitely can come in and and do, you know, take some breather work. Um, He's more of a a plotter than he is, you know, anything else. Um, So I I think he'll be a a solid player for us and that's cool, but it felt weird. It's third round. There wasn't a lot of um, value at, at running back there. There was quite a few guys that had bigger names than him coming off the board. Um, I felt like we had a ton of, of holes at, at guard or cornerback or anything we could have filled there. So when I saw a running back came up, I was like, okay, we can use it. I, you know, I'm not a, obviously not a, mm-hmm. an analyst, so I guess we liked him. Um, I, I don't know what this means for Gibson though. It was, I think a lot of people are, are maybe a little too quick to say, Oh, Gibson's done or it's going to be a, a, um, committee kind of thing. And I, I don't, I mean, I don't know what to think you, you it's not the 49ers who are just going to like come out and <laughs> pick some guy that they pull out of the stands to start running all over people. Um, I love Gibson. I, I feel like every single time, you know, you can look at stats and look at this and that, but as a, as a Washington fan, I watch the games every week and I see Gibson get every first down we need him to get. Uh, you know, if he's on the three yard line, he's gonna punch it in. I mean, like he gets the work done. And so I've loved having him Robinson to me maybe as a safety pick. Um, Cause we really didn't have, I mean, we really don't have a lot uh, behind him at all. Uh, McKissick obviously isn't going to fill that short yardage touchdown goal um, kind of deal. Um, so yeah, we, we needed that spot, but I, I still feel like You can pull in an undrafted guy to punch something in at the end zone. Uh, So I felt like it was a little high there. Uh, Definitely my least favorite. Moving on, which I know is one of your favorites too. Sam Howell was probably my favorite pick of the whole draft, uh, the entire draft. You mentioned that in your show sheet too. Like, I felt like that was a huge steal. Uh, Sam Howell was a, I mean, definitely in the mix for, it wasn't a crazy good QB class, but like, Definitely in the mix for one of the, you know, top five guys. And, I mean, like, definitely solid at UNC. It was was it UNC? Yeah, North Carolina. Yep. Um, that he was at. Um, he looks really good. And I'm like, man, pulling him in in the fifth. There was a lot of talk of him in the even late second into the third. And I know that might have been a little early, too. But grabbing a quarterback that has a possibility to be – I mean, I guess everyone has a possibility to be good. but grabbing a quarterback that late that I thought was a top tier quarterback for the, for the class. I was so excited about that was definitely probably my favorite one.
0: Yeah. The, the big like storylines of the draft was like, where are these quarterbacks going to go? You know, because like, the NFL draft hype machine is one of the more whimsical, things you, you'll ever oh, yeah. like keep track of you know and i know um, you're an
1: idp guy but i was gonna say most of the most of the fantasy world is like oh it's only gonna be wide receivers and quarterbacks for the entire first round and you know you expect <laughs> all these guys to go early but it happen. is funny like this is on the
0: idp guys network like from that but like i cover offense for the yeah. site yeah. so like it's just like it's one of those things that's like one of these like things i to, like speak on every time that gets brought mm-hmm. up. Like I actually don't know much about IDP. Yeah. <laughs> it's really funny, actually. But a lot of great IDP minds over there, obviously. But getting back to Sam Howell and the quarterbacks, um, it, it really seemed like any one of Willis, Pickett, or I guess... Usually it was one of them to like almost like chalk in the first round. It just doesn't matter if they yeah. were going to go six to Carolina or nine to Malik Seattle. Was or... going,
1: like the one overall in every fantasy draft, super right. forever. That's and right. I feel so bad for those guys now.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, yeah, it's interesting. I, I did one of my rookie drafts before the NFL draft and then a bunch were like, Two days after, five days right. after, you know, because everyone was all like hyped up on like rookie fever and everything. Mm-hmm. We, we gotta draft these guys now, you know. They can't we can't just enjoy the spring. We gotta do it now, you know. But um, but but back to Sam Howell, like after like the seemingly consensus picket, Willis, whichever order, top two, it could have been I thought easily Howell going as the third quarterback. Yeah. I thought he p- could have been the second quarterback. I, I honestly did. Mm-hmm. So Pickett goes number twenty overall to, to Pittsburgh. Obviously, then Ritter goes in the third round at seventy fourth. Willis eighty sixth overall, also in the third round. Then Quarrel yep. in the third round, uh, ninety four. Then the next quarterback was Sam Howell at one forty four. To yeah. me, this was nuts, especially considering Quarrel, who I think is a pretty dynamic player, but ended he he he, he hurt mm-hmm. his ankle in the bowl game. Like Wasn't that, much just
1: to go on and yeah.
0: Right, so that that seemed like a little rich to to get him in the third round, but still, but that was before like the Panthers signed Baker and everything else. But Howell, his freshman and sophomore seasons from the 2019 and 2020 seasons, he had over 3,500 passing yards and 30 touchdown passes with seven interceptions apiece. Then. After that 2020 uh, season, a very successful one, they lost a lot of talent to the NFL. Right, they lost yep. Michael Carter. They lost Javante Williams. They lost, um, Diami Brown, who at yep. one point seemed yeah.
1: to be, yeah, seemed,
0: that's right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> He's got that dog in him. No. Uh, <laughs> and then in 2021, uh, so th- they obviously lost a lot of that talent and there was a little bit of a drop off in his production. Mm-hmm. Not, not like a horrendous amount, still 24 passing touchdowns, I think nine interceptions. So it was less than, you know? So, right. but I I think you look at those first two seasons and to have that kind of a drop-off is just silly. Yeah. It's like the most like by the dip situation you've ever seen, at least as far as I'm concerned. And you look at at what Carson Wentz is, solid starter, but has had some, you know, instability in terms of his health and everything up. I think Howell is in a phenomenal setup, behind Carson Wentz to, yeah. to learn from, from a great quarterback, but then also, like you said, have a really great young core of talent to support him, you know, or, yeah, or sure. to, to lead the way for.
1: So to me... Watch um, out for uh, Diami Brown at our wide receiver one next year when Howell starts.
0: There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they got, they're probably like, they're like, um, what is it, like breakfast buddies or whatever for yeah, from like yeah. college days, right? <laughs> but um, yeah, no. So I am so pumped for Howell and for the the commanders to be able to have that spot, but then you look oh, but he's a fifth round. I don't think that I don't think that matters right now because I I do think he's a really solid player, tremendous landing spot, really worked out uh, beautifully. To touch on your point about uh, Brian Robinson, that one did kind of make me like raise an eyebrow because like you mentioned earlier, the combination of McKissick and Gibson was great and yeah. i was like kind of like a, a hipster like Jarrett patterson fan going into the season last year and then when yeah. he had time to to have like significant touches he did pretty well it, 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 oh, speak-
1: jared patterson so josiah who is you know the other side of the gazette was like a latched on to patterson somehow like <laughs> the dude had like 80 percent Coverage across all dynasty and best. Oh, nice. And I was all for it. But yeah, now recently it's not Jarrett Patterson's season.
0: That's right. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. So I just was really excited. For him going into the draft and then you know he lands in, in Washington, maybe undrafted, I think it was, yep. but, or the seventh, yeah, something like that. And then he had a couple of those moments where I mean he if you started him in like in the championship week, he got you a touchdown in the first quarter. Yeah, There's just gravy after that against the Eagles, of course, you know, but that's neither here nor there. Um, but yeah, so that one was definitely a bit of a head scratcher to me, but um, that has brought on a very nice, like, buying opportunity on Antonio Gibson. And, and we, we can talk about that a little bit later, too. But that one was definitely like, I think they have other needs on the roster to yeah. satisfy before that one.
1: But I do think, I mean, the upside is, I, I do think, you know, in a, outside of the, maybe the quarterback position, they definitely, I believe, um, coaching staff put a lot more work. Uh, into players that are drafted earlier. Um, So I think that's part of the organization. And I mean, like, again, I didn't love that pick, but a third round running back is still, uh, it's a pretty decent round to draft a running back in. I mean, you're going to put some work into that guy. And sure, if we lose uh, McKissick next year, um, or even the year after, I mean, like it's nice to be able to have someone that can punch in there. I mean, again, I would have preferred something like maybe in the New England situation where they grab Pierre Strong super late. Um, But uh but yeah, I mean, third round running back they're gonna they're gonna develop him um and who knows, I could be eaten by words in a couple of years and I would prefer that, but we'll
0: see. No, but but because of the semi surprising like draft capital he got. And again, he he's he's an Alabama running back, right? I mean, you don't want to scout the helmet or anything. Yeah. I mean, he mainly played behind Najee Harris and stuff who was a prolific running back especially w- w- when you consider who Alabama's turned out. I actually ended up getting a lot of Brian Robinson in my rookie drafts. He, if, if I started like wide receiver, like wide receiver, for example, he was absolutely a target of mine to get a running back in the third round. The so, round. Yeah. so I, I have, I think, um, 35% roster ship of, of Brian Robinson, but I'm at like 40 with, with Sam Howell. So I'm very yeah, into yeah. to the, this offense uh, in terms of, of like a taxi stash or like a defense. uh, situations kind of hold him in, and, and just see what happens so i'm really excited for that going back to dotson who i agree you said uh he's got probably the best hands in the class i think that is for sure without a doubt he just catches everything um his uh player comp on, on player profiler was uh tyler lockett so that gets me really excited i mean i yeah. i loved what, what, what i saw a lot of dotson at penn state um this is pretty amazing actually he like doubled each season in college he, he basically doubled his like every every category for 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 stats so catches yards touchdowns and the later he got he the later he went on in his college career he just was the obvious focal point of the yeah, passing sure game. yep and he still just dominated 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 like it just, I mean, you knew where the ball was going. It didn't matter. Like he just, he's, he's that guy. In other words, you know, just really hard hitting analysis there. But yeah. um, no, I think he's tremendous. I'm, I'm all about Dotson. Very, very excited for him. But like, would you have preferred someone like uh Traylon Burks there for, for example, or was there like a, a different wide receiver you would have preferred with you know, at that, sp- I mean, obviously, you're probably thinking, yeah, uh, you p- might have not have, have wanted a wide receiver there, but you do like dots, and so you're cool with it. Would you have preferred like Traylon Burks there?
1: Um, maybe I would have then. Okay, sure. Um, <laughs> I think that's fair to say. I mean, there was so much hype around Burks, uh, and obviously, we haven't seen any of these guys on the field yet, but. Uh, and I'd done my research into all of them, but, you know, of course, once we did draft dots and I'll I go heavy into that. And I was like, man, this dude catches everything. And I love it. it not that, so you're saying the player profile was lock it and not that this is a, a good comparison, but uh, you know, for a while, Washington had Pierre Garcon there and Garcon was our guy that literally caught every fricking ball. That's right. Um, yep. And it was like, you know, we had, Oh, gosh. I'm trying to remember the other guys at the time. I can't remember. if I don't think Santonio Holmes was still there uh, for a couple of years of Garcon. But then we had a couple guys that were like these speedster guys that were, were going deep. Um, didn't always work out, but it's like you needed six yards. Garcon caught that freaking ball and could get yep. lit up, but he'd catch it. And that's what I'm loving about Dotson is I think he'll make it happen. Um, he's going to be that guy that catches that ball, um, is able to to get us some chunk yardage sometimes, but I think he'll be able to fall back more into that safety blankets, uh, second choice option. And when we throw it to him, he's going to catch it because McLaurin can do some crazy acrobatic stuff. He's fast. Um, he pulls off some, some really crazy plays sometimes. And I think McLaurin is probably still going to be our, our, our big guy that pushes the ball downfield sometimes. Um, but Dawson's hey. going to catch that ball. And I love looking at that because I think that's like a really good one, two punch at wide receiver. Um, Burks, I love too. I mean, Burks is a big guy that's going to get things done. But, I, I yeah, I mean, I love that pick. I love Dotson. Um, back during the draft, I, I, I had a minute of okay, he he better put his money where his mouth is when the season starts. But yeah, I like him. I'm excited for that pick for sure.
0: I love it. I love it. I do. So uh, what we're going to do now is uh, take a look ahead to the 2022 season. Uh, what do you think are realistic expectations uh, in terms of a win-loss record for, for for this season after reviewing the schedule? Where, where, where do you see them coming out at?
1: Um, man, the NFC East is wild. Like every single every year that I go and look at the schedule and try and kind of break down our wins and losses, I come pretty close on most of the outside division games. And then there's the inside division games where Washington will freaking lose to like a 0 10 Giants twice. Um, then we have some like Monday night miracle loss against the Cowboys. Like it's wild. So I always, I mean, like that's one thing I love about our division is it just like you can have one team that's 14 and 2 and 1 and 2 and 14, and the 2 and 14 will win because they freaking hate the other team. Like. <laughs> It oh, yeah. just happens. So, um, but all of that said, I, I really am. I'm really putting us at even. I mean, we're looking at eight and nine, nine and eight, which sounds weird to say now with that extra game. But, um, yep, I'd say we're probably split down the center there. And a lot of those come down to the wire. Um, there's some definite losses I see in our schedule for sure, but there's a few that'll go both ways. And what was I think it was two years ago we had like we were what seven and 10 or seven and sorry, seven and nine. Cause it was two years ago. Um, and we had like eight games that were decided by like four or five points. And oh, wow. it was a really frustrating year because we had a lot of uh, like either we were winning the whole game and then just completely lost it in the like last five minutes, or we had these giant comebacks and just couldn't close um and it was just a really frustrating year it was a lot of like i think there was like six games that year that were decided by field goals um so that was really really frustrating in 2020 i think is what it was um but yeah i mean i'm still looking at a i think we're a a run-of-the-mill average team that are gonna have to like we're gonna have to close to get those wins or we're gonna choke to get those losses I, i don't see us decisively winning a lot of games um or getting you know killed because I, I, I love where our defense is at. The problem like I said we had earlier last year was our offense just could not get it together and they were actually sitting on the field for 38, 39, 40 minutes um, out of the game. And so yeah, the other team's going to put up 30 points when, when that happens. Um, but towards the end of the year, we started having more methodical even drives, um, pulling it together a little bit more on offense and our, and our defense shot up to fourth or fifth place. Uh, in yards and points allowed so I'm excited for the start there but I really do think that with Wentz we're gonna have to um, control that that offensive game we can't go down by by three touchdowns I mean we've got to score points Um, so yeah but I'm thinking we're I'm gonna say nine and eight because I'm slightly optimistic perfect I
0: love that yeah (laughs) Yeah it is interesting. Um the, the 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 NFC East is such an odd division. Uh, no team has repeated as division champ since the Eagles did it between 2001 and 2004. So since 2004 there's not been a repeat division champ. So it's nuts. Um, I do like a lot of the additions that, that the Eagles have brought in. I like I like their chances to be successful, but then again I still do think like it is still Dallas's uh vision at this point even though they they've had some pretty noticeable losses too i, I don't
1: know man I, I i i tend to think you guys got it this year i i really do i'm a huge i guess you could say hurts truther I, oh I sure love, i love that yeah i'm a big fan of hurts i love the guys that'll kind of just like wow you but then like absolutely do something incredibly stupid the next moment but like i enjoy <laughs> it like that makes fun games so I'm excited yeah. to see Hurts um, out there with a uh, a veteran Devonta Smith, like he's got a year under his belt. You pull yep. in AJ Brown, um, you know people. I think are still going to way undershoot uh, Miles Sanders. He's get, gets a lot of hate, but Miles Sanders and, and Kenny Gainwell back there, like if your if your defense can hold, I mean, like the problem with Dallas is right now they're having to put up 45 points a game. Right. which they can do but they lost Amari Cooper um you know Bunch everyone's of, got uh, huge expectations for Tolbert but like
0: i don't and, know. and a couple a- linemen too like it, it's it's yeah. pretty significant like that 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 really affects um a lot of it and but no yeah so maybe i'm just like i don't know i just see that that, that i see that Cowboys <laughs> star and i just like clench up i don't know yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: No, i think i think the eagles will be good that uh, the Cowboys are going to be good ever
0: Right. Yeah. It just, it's like, it's, it leaves a bad taste in my mouth uh, for sure. Just thinking it is, is awful. I need to like go to confession or something, but, um, but yeah. So no, I think, I think eight and, nine, nine and eight, I think is definitely reasonable. It's definitely an improvement over the last couple of years. And again, you just add the better quarterback to that. That makes a lot of, I mean, like you're talking about Kyle Allen or Dwayne Haskins yeah. you know, or whoever else was playing.
1: Dwayne Haskins. I forgot about that era.
0: Well, it was, it was the last couple <laughs> games of, of the season. Um, I, I think he was the starter for, 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 for the last couple of games of the season in 2020. Um, Cause I remember it was a, I think it was championship weekend. It was the, the football team against the Eagles. I just remember like that, that, was one of these games where like Carson Wentz had one of these like impossible window throws and like Miles Sanders caught it in like the in, like, the corner. It was, it was an insane yep. Carson Wentz play. I recommend everyone look it up unless you're a Washington fan. It's going to bring up, like, bad stuff, you know, for you. But either way... um I
1: was watching yeah. that game in the car and like, really spotty cell service and it paused right before that happened and then it came <laughs> on and I was like, what just happened?
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no, but I'm just saying, like, Kyle Allen and Haskins, you know, obviously Haskins has passed you know, and everything else horrible, yeah. but... Um, you put Carson Wentz in that situation, and I think a lot of those single score games go the other way. You know what I mean? So yeah. I think there's definitely a reason to be you know, optimistic, or at least on, on that side of it, for sure. Right, right. So uh, now we're going to flip everything onto the fantasy side of things. Uh, I do enjoy the typical football talk, but uh, we do want this to be a fantasy football show at the end of the day. Uh, So what I want to hear from you, because I know you're a big dynasty player, uh, dynasty redraft, you can go any angle you want, throw in both looking for offensive players to target on the commanders uh, to target at projected cost and then players to fade at projected cost. If any.
1: Yeah. Um, well, I'll just break it down kind of pie position a little bit, just so it makes sense in my head. Starting with, great. uh, with Wentz. I think Wentz is a crazy value this year in, in most leagues, obviously in, in dynasty, it's a little different to go out and get someone, uh, like that. Cause we don't know what his longevity, um, in Washington is going to look like, but in redraft leagues and best balls, that kind of thing, I am all over Wentz, especially because you can get him as your QB three, um, I've seen, I mean, like he's literally the only guys going behind Wentz are like, like um, Pickett and um, Mariota. like literally every other starting quarterback, except for the crapshoot in Seattle is going before Carson Wentz. And I'm like, that, that makes no sense to me. Carson Wentz, I feel like is going to score. I mean, even if he's between 15 and 20, that's a huge return. And I feel like that's really reasonable uh, especially because we're often playing from behind um, in our build right yeah. now. I, I'm all over Carson Wentz. Um, yeah, I, I'm not taking him as my QB2 because I don't need to. Um, yes. So you can take him as your QB3 and get great value there. I'm all over Carson Wentz at his, at his uh, average draft uh, projection right now. Um, running backs – I still, I still am a Gibson fan, like I mentioned before. Gibson's fallen so far. Now, for a while, I wasn't, I wasn't grabbing a lot of Gibson because the fantasy football community is so fickle. We are back and forth on people all over the place. For a while, Gibson was shot way up draft boards. He's sitting in the top like 10, sometimes even top eight, uh, especially in your dynasty uh, drafts here. I'm all over Gibson still in dynasty Redraft, I'm not quite sure what it's going to look like, but I feel like he's fallen far enough that I'm still comfortable where he's at. Um, most of the redrafts I've done in the best balls, he's going somewhere around like Damian Harris. Um, who else we got? Even Tony Pollard. I've seen Tony Pollard go before Gibson. And I mean, it's madness. sure. It's absolute
0: but, madness. I,
1: I guess there's a world where that happens, especially if Zeke gets hurt. But like we're not drafting based off of what we're going to think is happening with injuries. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm still in on Gibson where he's at McKissick is a great value because you can get McKissick way behind guys. Like even, I mean, there's been hype for Naheem Hines, uh, of course, um, you know, Miami is kind of a mess, but people are drafting chase Edmonds pretty high and that I'm high on Edmonds too, but I feel like that could still be a mess there. McKissick is a guy that like can blow up for a 21 point game. PPR anytime and if you're grabbing him as uh, I'm literally getting him as a running back five uh, on my team and a guy that like I can plug in and just hope for the best if I have a crappy week and he comes up with 20 points that's wild Um, so I'm in on him wide receivers I think they're kind of priced appropriately uh, where we're sitting with McLaurin and Dotson it's hard to kind of project those rookies there because Dotson could end up doing not a lot. Uh, you know, there's always hype over wide receivers coming out. I mean, Diomi Brown was what well, he was a third rounder for us last year and did absolutely nothing. Um, zilch. I mean, I think he had like six catches on the whole year. So there's sometimes where you hype some guys up. Um, most of the guys around where McLaurin is going that I see in redraft is pretty good i guess i mean i'll grab him there but there's probably some other targets that i like more um dynasty now that mclaurin is signed there i'm i'm grabbing mclaurin um yep uh, i'm grabbing him in dynasty everywhere i can i'm all over dodson and dynasty just simply because i think he's got a much better situation than even some of the guys that went before him or or projected in uh, dynasty leagues like of course like garrett wilson um super high um went out to the jets Jets are a mess. Zach Wilson is not the answer, I don't think, but we'll see. Um, but they've got a lot of talent out there now, which is kind of exciting for for the Jets fans because New York hasn't had anything forever. Um, so I'm still taking Dotson and Dynasty there. Um, I, I kind of like – I mean, like, I'm, I'm pretty neutral and pretty unbiased when it comes to fantasy football and grabbing Washington players. Um, <laughs> I know a lot of guys like to go out and get their, get their guys, especially if they're like a chiefs fan or, or a Bills oh, yeah. fan, like to go yeah. out and get their guys early. I'm pretty good at kind of waiting on our guys. And I'm, I'm not going to grab a Washington player because he's a Washington player, but I am, I am excited for him at ADP because they've dropped their offense way down, you know, and I'm still a fan. Um, I still think that we're playing from behind a lot and we, we can put up some points. Um, Gibson has been, Tremendously disrespected, but I I still don't know what to think of that situation either. I know you put in the, the show sheet, you're a little bit iffy on him, and I get that with Robinson coming in. It'll be interesting to see what happens with the running backs there. But I'm generally still pretty high on, on where we are because most of the Washington players, are they're, they're, uh, where they're going in drafts is, is too low in my opinion.
0: Yeah, I think um, I am warming up each day to Gibson. Uh, and again, it, it's August 11th right now. <laughs> a lot of drafts aren't even going to be happening for for, for another yeah. three weeks, you But know? we're
1: degenerates, so we do most of our stuff like all through the offseason.
0: That's that's exactly <laughs> right. I've already done, uh, well, I mean like Scott Fishbowl, a couple other like charity yep. drafts, and I wrapped up just my very first regular redraft league just mm-hmm. last weekend, you know what I mean? So it's just, yeah. it just never ends. But um, the, the, the the Gibson value is just screaming right now. You know, it's really hard to not buy in at that price because he, it was so like much higher last year. Yeah. I
1: mean, things change, but like these numbers may be way off, but I'm, I'm thinking he had, I mean, he was close to a thousand yards, if not over had 11 touchdowns. I know rushing touchdowns. Um, I mean, like, and then he's dropping down to like the RB, like, 24 25 like nah That doesn't make sense
0: Yeah his his numbers as a rookie Were just astoundingly efficient Like the amount of Um production he had per touch was like almost unheard of it was it was unbelievable so naturally that that, that's gonna bump him up and then i i I was very in on him too last year and then it just was kind of a frustrating season when he was kind of like the like the lingering shin or whatever you know so i think people are just kind of getting a little like shy about that but i think part of it also is the um Brian Robinson draft capital. Yeah. And sure. there was there was a very early like which blurb. is almost
1: the exact draft capital that Gibson had. So
0: that's right. Yeah. So so you so you think, well, that 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 might not exactly bode well for him long term. Like maybe they just want like more of a traditional back because Gibson was like a wide receiver converted mm-hmm. kind of a thing. Again, all to his credit for for being as productive as he is. But there was also a blurb like very early into like rookie camp about Brian Robinson being this like smash mouth between the tackles hammer it's like all these like manly words you know to like describe them in his I'd, play i'd love to see uh, robinson
1: come out as like freaking legarit blunt 2.0 like that's right yeah That'd be yeah the
0: the um player profiler comp for him was was a uh, gus edwards okay. uh, was gus edwards so like you said earlier it's kind of a plotter power you know which which there is absolutely room for but i think you know, he is still a rookie, you know, so I still yeah. think like the, 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 Gibson value right now is tremendous. So I am, I'm am warming up to him, but like generally in, in dynasty, I'm a little, a little worried about it. Yeah. I guess I'll say, yeah,
1: I think I'm uh, right there with you for sure. I'm not buying yeah. him in, in dynasty. I don't think that's right.
0: Yeah. So I, I'm not going out of my way to, 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 try to acquire him, but I'm, I'm, I'm sort of nervous, but just happy to kind of right. hold them in and kind of, one of, there's like a out.
1: weird thing, of course, with running backs or in dynasty in general, where like, there's a lot of guys where the owners won't sell them for less than they paid for them, which was two <laughs> yeah. a couple of years ago. That's right. Um, yep. I mean, even myself, I mean, if I, if I paid a bunch for a guy, and I'm still in a position that I might be a contender. There's no way I'm selling Gibson for less than a, a good first and maybe a small other piece. Right. Um, and no one's paying that. So if I yeah, have him, I, he's I, staying on my team. If he's not on my team, I'm not paying for him.
0: I've I found I'm, I'm a very stubborn um, – dynasty player yeah. for sure i'm like i was so high on this guy i'm like like, I, like one that's like especially painful just just real quick here is like trey sermon i was like just as Ooh, all in on a player as you could and i was offered like two fourths for him yeah. and like one i'm like no i'm yeah. gonna see this through i don't want your fourths you know so it just was like one of these like stupid uh, like i'm just so stubborn about it hey, like, he's what, been like,
1: getting some hype in camp I, of course come is, you, out, you know, yeah. in rushing attempts this year because that's Shane right. yeah. is insane.
0: it's gonna finish as an RB one, and it's like, <laughs> oh my god,
1: yeah. No, but
0: um, yeah. So so it's just so that there is like a little bit a of, bit of a stubbornness so that that can come out there for sure. But um, targets for me uh in dynasty, Dotson, Howell, Robinson, um. Gibson, I'm warming up to in in redraft. Yeah. Obviously, Dotson, I still love as like an end of bench wide receiver. Absolutely. I'm all about that. Uh, Wentz, as you said. He He's actually three. one
1: kind of a, a side note. I do a lot of best balls. And um, oh, there's not a lot of guys that uh, have that week 14 by that are a really solid player. Oh, uh, okay. Right in that area, it's like I kind of break it down by like, you know, certain parts of the draft. And right around that area, there's not a lot of other guys that are a week 14 by. So he just kind of slips in nice. And you've got a player that, you know, isn't going to be off the team when your stars are, you know? Oh yeah. Um, That's good. Definitely.
0: Yeah. I like that. And then um, just to reiterate your point about Carson Wentz as a QB three, like stop the madness, everybody. Like it's insane. Like that's just a screaming value. And especially the point you made about them, Probably going to be playing from behind. I mean, that's only going to up his pass uh, attempts and everything else. So again, another screaming value in mclaren yeah. McKissick, all these guys. I, I completely agree with that. R- really uh, smart breakdown. Uh, players to fade. Gibson just kind of gives me the mm-hmm. the uh, heebie-jeebies in in dynasty a little bit. Um, then redraft. I'm not fading any of them. I, I'm very in on all the yeah. players. They have kind of a glaring hole right now at tight end. like
1: Yes, that is because,
0: true. Because of the Logan Thomas injury, if he was healthy, I mean, he still would be like a tight end 12 or something. I'm, He's definitely I'm having a hard goal. time
1: figuring out what to do with Thomas. He's sitting there at the end of a lot of redrafts. Yeah. Uh, and, and I'm looking at him and I'm thinking, there's some really big upside guys here that are kind of dart throws. Yeah. Um, and then I'm taking a huge risk with injuries there. But if you can get a a tight end 10 to 12 that late in the draft, I mean, he's definitely a buy, but it really is. I don't see myself pulling the trigger that often simply because he is an older player and he does have injury history and he still has lingering injuries. So I'm like, what do I do?
0: Yeah, no, I think he's just a pure like, watch list kind of a player for, for like waivers like mid-season. Mm-hmm. Right, Um, in in one of the charity leagues I did uh, after the Scott Fish Bowl was called the Warrior Bowl. It's like a UK-based charity league, but it's tight end premium like Scott Fish Bowl, deep rosters and everything. I took Logan Thomas as my last pick, as my tight end three, and because he's already on the pup, just throw him on IR and I add someone someone
1: else. Now I just
0: have a little lottery ticket just sitting there waiting for me, see what happens if he just doesn't pan out well then he can just be cut or whatever. you were
1: able to grab someone else anyways yeah that's a good move
0: but when he's when he's healthier when he's viable i mean he's fantastic i mean i i don't you know anyone who's listening to this certainly knows what, what logan thomas did especially two years ago yeah. um but like right now it's like john bates who's like just who's like just, just a guy yeah
1: he's hard- <laughs> like i might um, walk on and
0: start playing that's yeah, right it's like, if you told me you were John Bates, I'd say, Oh, it's great to yeah. meet you. you know,
1: <laughs> I wouldn't know any different. And maybe I could pull uh, off the, uh, Logan Paulson look from a couple of years ago.
0: There you go. There you go. But yeah, so, so that is kind of a glaring hole in the offense from the fantasy perspective, but should just bump up McLaren, Dotson, all, all those. Right. And, and, or maybe even that diami Brown, of course. So, uh, but yeah, uh, if anyone else you want to touch on, or do you feel pretty good about, uh,
1: no, I think that's that's about it. I was gonna say the glaring hole at tight end really is. I mean, we're looking at John Bates, and then what? I don't even know the guy's name. Cole Turner or something like Cole that. Cole Turner, like that. right? Yeah, I, I probably should know more about him, but I don't. Um,
0: I mean, only yeah, in like the I mean, deepest gosh. dynasty leagues is he even being considered. Like right, the, right. He he went in the twenty fourth round of a startup I just finished up uh, earlier today. So just kind of lottery ticket. For, yeah. for, for, for the taxi, it, it's, you know, just uh, low risk, low, low reward, at least for, for, for year one. You know what I mean? So right, right. You, you see a, a, a gap in, in that position group and you think, ah.
1: Eh, you know, I, I Kind of a side note, I actually thought about that with, um, you know, we're not going to be we're not going to be lining up with a lot of uh, Logan, Logan Thomas actually lined up at wide receiver quite a bit uh, or lined out wide. Um, we're not going to be doing that with John Bates. Uh, he's definitely a, a blocking tight end more so, and he can catch, but he's a, a bigger guy that might be a, might be a red zone target, but isn't going to do much of course. And we're not going to like run plays for John Bates. Um, but I could foresee us actually running some really interesting formations throwing Gibson out wide again. Um, okay. And if, if Gibson starts getting some, some wide out work, uh, because they pulled in Brian Robinson, Robinson, I thought that a couple times I'm like, man, if, if they pulled in a third rounder, that's going to be a little stronger, a little bigger. Um, I, I could def and, and not running a lot of two tight end sets, which we did pretty regularly um, last year. It could be interesting to see uh, Gibson run out wide with uh, McLaurin and dots in there. And then you've got Miss McKissick and, and Robinson in the backfield. I mean, like you could do a lot with that. So I, I'm kind of excited for that too.
0: It is interesting because where Carson Wentz really did succeed extremely well in Philadelphia was peppering Zach Ertz and and then and Dallas um, got it. and Dallas Goddard, yep. you know so he can definitely play like the middle of the field extremely well um so if there is a body at tight end on on the commanders I yeah. think that they're at least worth a look in like the deepest of dynasty leagues especially tight end premium but um I think for all intents and purposes uh Bates is probably just another guy but definitely like hey you know just as. Well, well, why not? If you need a spot that, you know, he's you're, a starting, you're
1: tight end, he's before, starting tight end, grab them before someone else.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah. So uh, I love it. I think this was a really great uh, chat. I think we have really good expectations. I think I've gotten a better appreciation for these offensive skill positions. So now I've a lot more to consider with my upcoming uh, uh, drafts <laughs> here. But um, yeah, um, Kyron, I appreciate you coming on. Uh, well, one last time. Can you please tell everyone about where they can find your work uh, on the internet or on Twitter, wherever?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I am with the fantasy Gazette and that is on Twitter at fantasy Gazette underscore, I believe, Um, (laughs) because some idiot stole our name some, you know, five years ago. So before we thought of it, so, Uh, but fantasy Gazette underscore, Um, we are on Twitter. We do have a TikTok as well that Josiah actually does most of our work on um we put stuff out on instagram on our website at fantasygazette.com uh if you are a boomer we might make a facebook soon um so you can hop on that uh but yeah that's where you can find us we're putting out content all the time most of the time we're just throwing out some uh tweets making fun of the fact that we take fantasy football way too seriously um a lot of times we'll throw in some articles that's where i have the most fun is the articles you can buy kind of be a little uh a little bit clever with it. Um, but those memes, of course, get the get the retweets going. So that's where you can find us.
0: Yeah, and again, I just wanted to re- re- reiterate how great uh, that is to come up on the timeline because we do take it so seriously and we are such nerds about it. And there is just a lot of toxicity out there as well. Then you pop up and you just see something so ridiculous and funny. It's like, oh, I feel so much better now. But it yeah. is really smart humor it's really cleverly done so i really again just am just such a fan so i I love that
1: yeah you interact with us a lot of fun i love when i love the fact that we're black are black blocked by so many people on twitter um because we've i don't know they've come at us and we say something like fantasy football and they get (laughs) mad
0: (laughs) but, but but so many of just like the little like comments back to accounts that are like source and you'll just be like something like just just a snippy that is almost funnier than like the quote but i'll just i'll just laugh out loud all the time it I, I it. I just, and I that's love what it. we
1: enjoy the most ourselves because it's like yeah. <laughs> there's something about being anonymous on the internet and being able to like yell at strangers without them knowing who you are that is wonderful like you
0: just lean into it just so well and just so perfectly <laughs> I just wanted someone to, to tell you that in case, you know, you it. thought it or you weren't sure if like other people were, were were catching what you're throwing down. <laughs> I love don't, it. don't ever change. I love it. But yeah, so I appreciate you coming on. And again, uh, best of luck to you w- with your fantasy leagues. And uh, of course, best of luck to the commanders. And again, everyone check out uh, the great content at fantasy Gazette. That's going to do it for today. Good Thanks luck. So much, and oh, you got it. And uh, keep climbing everybody.